Hey, remember how we've been saying that we're gonna have guests soon? Well, it finally happened, and in this episode, we have Jake and Jacob from Flight House. Uh, really excited to have them. They're our first guest, and this episode turned out really, really cool. And we talked about a, a lot of really interesting stuff that I think you'll find really helpful. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, please do not mind my voice in this episode because I was very sick and I sound dead inside. So I'm very sorry for that. And in the beginning, the mics are a little off and they're kind of all over the place and you could hear some background noise and stuff. So just ignore that for the first few minutes. It gets better after that. So uh, yeah, thank you uh, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Gael. I'm Kayla. I'm Isaac. I'm Mark. I'm Thomas. And uh, we have two special guests today. Our first guests. So exciting. Jacob and Jacob. Yeah, Jacob and Jacob. Yeah, LLP. Everywhere we go, yeah. Um, Good good to have you guys on. Yeah, dude, we were really looking forward to this. Um, You guys are our first guests. That's pretty Wow, I know. It's a big honor. We've been anticipating this since we started. Um, Yeah, people have a lot to live up to after this. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to ever beat it. I'm saying it right now, most streamed episode of Teenager Therapy. Definitely. Ever. Definitely. So... Um, you guys want to tell the audience what you guys do? Yeah, totally. You do? Um, so Jake and I work together at this company called Flight House. Um, we've kind of been developing it for about what a couple years now. Couple years. Couple years. Um, and in short, Flight House is right now the biggest media brand on TikTok. Uh, so we have like twenty point six million followers as of yesterday. Whoa. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, something. <laughs> well, something. Um, but yeah, it's been cool. We've just been building it for a while, and like we've been super stoked to kind of jump on this because I think it's it's very. Uh, you know, we we try to speak to a a large like young adult audience, and so I think like it was just super cool that you know we were able to connect and kind of figure this mm-hmm. out. 100%, yeah. 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 So for me, my name is Jake. Um, I am the brand director of Playhouse, and basically just making sure that everything is staying consistent and um, across platforms, and also just making sure that we stay, um, at, you know, within our core values, and then also um, looking for the right people that fit our brand is, is kind of like uh, something that I'm I'm pretty passionate about. Sure. And mm-hmm. What I like to do. So um, yeah, you mind scooting it a little closer? Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How much of this do you edit and post? Um, no. Not a bunch? Just a lot of pauses. Nice. Yeah. And sometimes we mess up. we got to be like... Okay, yeah. Like you're probably going to cut this out too. Yeah. Or you can yeah. keep it in if you want. We could. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Keep it, come on. Keep it authentic. We've, we've been wanting to do like no cuts. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I feel you. Um, that's cool. So I know, Jacob, you do a lot of podcasts. Like you've been mm-hmm. on three that I've heard. Yeah. Um, you kind of told your story a lot. So I kind of know what you do. But um, I wanted to talk to you like you, Jake because i don't know much about you so like um just kind of you want to tell us you know your story growing up high school what kind of things you were involved in and stuff 100 percent. yeah yeah so growing up i was always super into um i i definitely more of a quiet you know kind of person um went to high school in a really really small town about 1400 like people 
in the town alone and there was like 60 people in my high school whoa um, yeah really yeah it's insane right wait did i say in my high school no in my class oh okay. oh dude i was like that's the daycare what the heck yeah so that was a real school drove like buggies to school and no um yeah so uh 60 people in my class um and so i think it was i i don't know i had i had my group um we all definitely got along, but there was definitely just some, you know, things that I had to like boundaries for me to break and like ways, you know, for me to kind of discover who I was. Um, so I, I got into uh, acting and I, I enjoyed that. Theater was great. Um, tried to involve myself in the community as much as possible, and um, then started like writing music a little bit, and that was like Ooh. that was a big uh, thing for me. Like definitely like what kind of music? A huge stress reliever, dude. It was like electronic pop kind of stuff oh really yeah. it was pretty it's dope yeah no so um i did that and then um went to school for audio engineering uh got my bachelor's in that and then i moved to la because i was like you know i want to work in a studio or something like that but it's really really crazy because like sometimes life just doesn't do what you think it's going to do and it always turns out a lot better mm. and um i came across a uh, create music group got there um and that's kind of around the time that like uh flight house was being discovered and <laughs> and um i was able to just hop in there and uh and because i i loved it i really thought that it was cool i thought that there was something there and like jacob definitely like believed in it and and uh i was like guys this this is like this is like the next young adult like thing like we can really really change mm -hmm. the culture here. yeah and so that's kind of like that's my story that's wow that's how we oh, wow. yeah mm. <laughs> yeah amen so when did you meet jacob how long have you known him uh we met in 2017 oh wow yeah. but i think like yeah you know we were soulmates in texas we, we just didn't know it <laughs> really exactly. yeah. yeah i mean yeah you know and i haven't like think i don't think i've missed a day without seeing you're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, that's so cute. So, mm. you know, before we like, I get into like the whole flight house stuff. Into that, I want to talk about like your high school life because yeah. that, that's what I'm interested. Oh, in, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, like you know, that's what they're interested really? in. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Um. So you know, it's funny. Like my, I have a younger sister and she's 14, and she was like talking to me. I think like six months ago, and she was like. Um, she was like, were, so were you like always like really like cool and popular in high school? And I was like, I still don't think I'm cool and popular now. <laughs> like, uh, but you know, and I was like, no, not at all. Like, I mean, I guess I kind of have that perception now, but like we can kind of get a, a little bit more into it later. But, um, no, like in high school, I was like just kind of doing my own thing. Like, you know, middle school. So like, I'll just kind of walk it through, right? Like I feel like in elementary, you don't really know yourself that well. So you're just kind of going with the flow and you're like so young that you can't really yeah. comprehend like i don't want to say emotion but like it's not to the degree that it starts to step up into in like middle school and high school like as far as like me mental and you know all these different things and then middle school you're like figuring yourself out a little bit because in middle school i would like uh play a lot of instruments and but i was always like i had my group but i was definitely a little bit more i had my group and i had my hobbies and my passions you know like acting and music and and all these different things but um and this is something that I've learned recently is like in middle school, I would compare myself a lot to other people around me. Mm. And I'd look at like, oh, the, the cool kid wears Adidas. Like I'd beg my mom for Adidas and she'd buy me Adidas. And I felt like, you know, I was like cool like them. And then high school kind of came. And uh, most of the kids that went to my high school, the high school that 
most of them were at before was another public school and I went to uh, a charter school. So then when I went in, I only had like five or six friends and everybody else was like, everybody else came from the public middle school. So they all had like dozens and dozens and dozens of friends. And so, you know, and the thing about high school is like, uh, I don't even, I don't know how it is now, but I, I, and feel free to jump in, but like, you know, people aren't the nicest. And like, as you get older, like people start to get a little bit nicer and more kind, I feel, and just more empathetic, but yeah, high school and school in general is like, can be a big bubble sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. So freshman year starts and I'm still kind of like figuring out my way and I'm, I'm still kind of in that middle school mentality where I'm like, I got to be cool. I got to make friends. I got to like, you know, be in the cool circles. And then I did that until, you know, probably my first half of my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And that's when it just kind of clicked with me that I was like, this is kind of, I don't really know exactly what happened, but it was literally like almost seven years ago to this day that I started my like first YouTube channel and I was like, I'm just going to start uploading music that I like. And cause I was producing music at the time. And so I started to kind of like promote it on you on, or I was, my plan was I want to blow up the YouTube channel because I wanted to have an outlet to promote my music. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of fell into this like whole hobby of like starting the YouTube channel and then starting a record label. And then you know, it's like I reached out to this blog and I was like, Hey, I'm like 24 years old. And I was like bullshitting them. And I was like, I was like, I was like 14 at the time and they like believed it. And they gave me a blog account. I started writing and I just, I started to really just not, can I curse on here? Yeah, sure. Not give a F. <laughs> Dang. F. No, but I just really didn't like care about, not that I, I mean, look, I mean, grades are important and all that, but I was definitely just balancing that line of Were you like, an AP? I was an AP. So that was the thing is that my mom wanted me to be an AP freshman year. And then by the time, dude, I sucked at school growing up. Like I sucked at school. Um, By the time my first half of my freshman year was ended or first semester, I probably dropped out of all my AP classes. I was like, this is obviously this ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it was like just hard for the sake of being hard. And like even my, my mom uh, was talking to me the other day and she was like, Hey, should Sophia join my younger sister? She was like, should Sophia join? Uh, do you guys have Ivy classes here? Ivy, Ivy, something like that. I think, it, or no, or is it Ivy? Mm-hmm. IB? IB. Is it IB? It's okay. IB. It's like a step above AP, yeah, which is yeah. ridiculous. Cause AP itself is already freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew, I knew kids, my friends in high school that did, did IB or whatever you call it. Um, and they were stressed all the time, dude. Like they had like no social life. They were always stressed. You'd be like, you'd see them at lunch doing homework all the time. And here I was like sophomore year of high school, just like, screw this. I'm gonna go to the library and work and like barely passing by. Um, but anyway, so we can, we'll fast forward and then we can dive into specifics. But um, <laughs> I junior year, so- senior year, just did my thing and like, again balance that line i'd always throw away my report cards i'm like i don't even know if my mom knows this actually so she's gonna listen to this um no but i I was like you know i would always wait for her to be like ask for my report card and so like i was balancing that line academically again i'm not saying like school is important and we can like dive into it that's just my story um but then i happened to meet you know the co-founder of the parent company that like our company's nested under and he flew me out right after I graduated high school and then I just kind of like finished everything up just and went alone yeah oh yeah cool. wow. to go live with with uh Alex let me stay on his couch for like three months and then Real. um yeah now we're here so wait like did you um 
were your grades just kind of like dropping over time? Or they, you Dude, so I kept them around like healthy C's, you know what I mean? Like passable. But I always, in my intuition, I was like, I don't think college is for me. Mm-hmm. Like, so for me, it was like, I was taking this risk of like, I'm going to work like I'm going to work my ass off right now in high school and like really build something meaningful. And I was always, I was always working. Like my friends would go to lunch. I'd be like, oh, I'm good. I'm going to stay in the library and work. And mm-hmm. like, I'd get on my laptop and do my thing. Um, <laughs> you want to jump in Kayla? Oh no, it's just, um, it sounds very much like Guy all. Exactly oh really? Yeah, what I do. That's awesome. During lunch, he just, um, he goes to the Japanese room and he's just like on his laptop. That's awesome. What do you, what do you work on? Uh, the podcast sponsorship, yeah. stuff like that. Cool. How do you get sponsorships right now? Uh, email them. Just really? Just that's so them. sick. Contact yeah. them. Sick. Do you guys have any, way, right? do you yeah. guys have any like materials that you normally send out or? Um, yeah, we or have us like a, the a PDF. Oh, that's awesome. That we give them. It's amazing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, just curious, but, um, yeah, dude, I, I just like worked and. And it was funny, there was even a time where everybody was like required to submit an application to the local college. And I think like, I was actually like, whatever, I'll just do it. And I was like doing it and I didn't know my social security. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to X out of this. And so I never did. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, like that was just kind of my high school thing. Um, trying to think about what else. I mean, yeah. Do you, do you have any other specific questions or does that kind of answer it? Do you guys got anything? Anything? Kayla? Isaac? Mark, Thomas, Thomas, Mark, Isaac, Kayla. <laughs> okay, well, come on, Jake, come on, come on, come on. You want to tell us like about your high school? Were you like him? Uh, How was was it? I like him? Uh, yeah, I think honestly, for me, I had always struggled with trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Like, I was always like, um, I, I, I definitely dived into like a lot of different things, and I think that like music is definitely what resonated with me the most. But it was also like you know, are you gonna, is this gonna like work or whatever? And I also really, really was into like, uh, like branding and marketing, definitely Ooh. nowhere near as good as like, um, you know, some of the people that I work with, yeah. but, but, um, yeah, let's get <laughs> right. but, uh, but yeah, so I, I definitely studied that a lot. Um, I really enjoyed being, um, I, I tried stepping out of my comfort zone as much as possible. And that's kind of what I focused on the most because I was just like, always in my own head Mm -hmm. and so i made sure that i like i found the opportunities to like step out and like talk to as many people as i could i went to like football games every every chance i could i went to like like marching band meetups and like joined the marching band which was actually really dope like oh you joined yeah it was it was super cool um and we like we would always go to like uh state and stuff like that yeah um so yeah, really just trying to be as social as possible. And mm-hmm. I think that's where like the, the first, uh, that was like my first like thing that I conquered. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I like and, that. Yeah, for sure. So were you pretty shy or outgoing? Like, I would say I was pretty, I was pretty shy. Really? Um, I don't know. See, like I've, I've learned a lot lately that like you can feel a certain way, but like people might not perceive that about you Mm -hmm. so i definitely like tried putting myself out there as much as i could i don't know if i like look shy or whatever but (laughs) i definitely was like inside my head like what are you doing like what's happening like overthinking everything and like Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's like yeah here i am (laughs) me (laughs) yeah hey do you guys like feel that yeah okay cool just wondering how do you get the courage to to step out of your comfort zone how how um you know I really think you have to like, I've, I've always thought like, if you want something, you need to make sure that you take action on it, right? Something big, like, mm-hmm. um, in like, 
when I uh, I'm from Texas, when I moved uh, to LA, oh you're both noticed, from Texas, yeah, yeah. Oh. Texas, yeah. Okay. When I moved Howdy. to LA, I noticed um, that everybody talks about manifestation and like you know like uh, you know if you want something manifested, which is very mm-hmm. true, you got to think about it first, but you always have to take action because without action, manifestation really is just like you're super delusional. You're yeah, like, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So um, I've always made sure to take action. If I feel a certain way or I'm uncomfortable in a scenario, I want to put myself in that scenario and then try my hardest. Mm. And I, I mean, all the way down to... Yeah. Uh, one of the first things that I can remember is like, I, I had a lisp growing up and I hated it so much. <laughs> and um, anytime... Anytime I said something and I heard the lisp, I would go in the corner and just like say that word over and over and over. Um, I'd just be like... <laughs> and, then, and then I nailed it and I was like okay good go back out there and do it and I'm like yeah so you just you really have to put yourself in those mm. situations because it sucks but like eventually it doesn't anymore. yeah yeah you know what I mean I uh I like this quote that I was just kind of think back to in like situations like this where it's like um being what f- it's it's something uh, being fearless or there's it's something along the lines of like there's no such thing oh no courage isn't the absence of fear courage is having a fear and overcoming it and the thing about stuff like that is i mean you're asking like how do you get the courage to do it you just got to do it like as uncomfortable as it feels but you know what what you'll notice is when you do do stuff like that you just feel a lot more confident in yourself because you're like i proved to myself that i was able to step out of my comfort zone i got a question what's like one thing that you guys everybody here uh challenge that you feel like you need to sum up the courage to do meeting people meeting people like meeting new people that's a big like big friends issue. in high school right now or what yeah friends like you know we have to talk to um like other people like when we never we ha- whenever we have a guest mm-hmm. like it's always like oh shoot like what does he like hey hi how are you sure like, do, yeah. what kind of hashtag totally. do i do it's just like really oh, oh that's yeah. true well you know i think um i mean it, it's look like it was, I have two points to this, but like it was funny. Even yesterday, we had like an end of the week meeting with our group, and we had three questions. It was like, what gives you energy? Um, what's a challenge you're facing in your life right now, business or personal? And three, uh, what's something the group can do to help you with that challenge? And I mean, also a shout out. So, like, you shout someone out in the group. And uh, our graphic designer, G, um, his was like, you know, he was like, you know, I just struggle right now with like social anxiety and self doubt. And I was like, dude, I go through the same stuff. Like, I think it's a human thing to do like naturally like yeah you're flowing sometimes and you're hanging out and doing your thing but like yeah I think when you're you know everybody creates these expectations in their head and and I think part of it is like at least for me personally the humility that I have where it's like I generally don't walk into like it's good to have confidence but like I'm not walking into a place like I don't you know yeah it's my my spot yeah it's just you know play by ear whatever but um no, that's cool. So meeting people, mm-hmm. um, that's cool. What about you, Kayla? Um, yeah, same like Gael. It's just uh, normally I'm like somewhat shy, I guess. But um, um, yeah, just meeting new people, making that initiative to actually get to know the other person. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I think one one really good way of just like meeting new people is like I said, you just like I don't know, pick a number in your head. Be like, uh, this is yeah, I'm gonna meet three people today and literally just put yourself in the scenarios to do it and like it might be the the most awkward thing yeah even if it's awkward that's fine it's fine if it's awkward awkward yeah it's practice that's the way you got to look at it yeah hey you got a piece of gum excuse me (laughs) Uh, yeah it's practice it's a social experiment no all that all that stuff is practice like um 
Yeah, it's practice. Like it's going to feel like, look, when you start playing an instrument, you're not going to be the best at first, right? You got to practice every single day. It's the same exact thing. You got to just practice and it's going to feel uncomfortable at first, but you got to just do it. And we're, I mean, you know, we face challenges every day, but, um, you know, it was funny. Like I was at this marketing conference earlier this week and I went alone and, but I met like the CMO of like Sephora and Gap and uh, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, I met, you know, these like these big people and, you know, it's like once you're in that environment and you're just flowing, it's like, look, cause I have this pressure. I give myself this pressure where I'm like, we spent money to come here. If I don't make connections, like what am I doing? What am I providing for the team? Right. So then I'm pushing myself and I'm like in an elevator and I'm like, Hey, I like your blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm in line at Starbucks. I'm like, Hey, like, what'd you order? And like, and then it, it's weird, but you just like, I was there for three days and I felt like I got like three days of social practice that like the average person would get in like six months. Yeah. Like I felt like I was socializing with so many people that like by the time I got back here, like we were hanging out at this restaurant and then my friend was like, what do you want to do? I was like, let's go meet some strangers. <laughs> like, I was yeah, just like ready to like meet new people. The confidence. Yeah. yeah like, so it's know. practice, you know, the more you do it, the more you're just like, and look like on the topic of social anxiety, at least it's like everybody's in their head about something. So it's like, again, don't like no one, like no one's perfect. So it's like, just, you gotta just step out there and practice. Yeah. I think that like you, like once you realize that we're all doing this thing together, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. something that I, so funny, um, super transparent, but like every morning I like, I meditate, which has definitely helped me Mm -hmm. a, a ton. Um, but like, I was just sitting there and then I felt like my pulse in my, in my arm, you know what I mean? And I was like, Oh, that's, that's, that's dope. Like I have that. And then you have that. Yeah. And you guys have that. And everybody in this room has that. And then everyone in this world has that. And we're all doing the same exact thing. And like, why would we want to bottle ourselves up? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're sharing something that's like super important. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, like the whole meeting people that's just going out and doing it. Yeah. Like you were at that conference, right? And you just had to meet people because, you, you know, you had to do it. Um, I think like last month we went to this event um, and it was like a, a fancy event. And there was a lot of really important people, like very wealthy people. Mm-hmm. So we naturally felt really out of place. Mm-hmm. And it was it was because I won something. I won some like award. Mm-hmm. And like I had to go give like a speech and stuff. So I gave that speech. And then like once I got got down like everybody was kind of coming up to me and like saying like, Oh, congrats. You know, Mm -hmm. we should like, you know, like they were sharing the resources with me. And like in that moment I had like this surge of confidence Mm -hmm. just because it felt like I had to do it. You know, like I can't Mm -hmm. let this opportunity go to waste. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're under that pressure and you know, you have no other choice, that's when you really kind of unleash this confidence that you didn't Mm -hmm. even know you had. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's why it's important to um, just get out there and just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Oh, and I'm totally sick. So like my no, you're good. Do you guys did you guys want to share anything too on that like same question or? Um, actually, I feel we all have that um, yeah. yeah surge of confidence, but yeah. it's just all about getting there. And yeah. Sometimes yeah. I question myself like, how do I get that? Yeah. Like, how do you maintain that confidence? How do I maintain it? Because totally. sometimes it's like, I be confident some days, and then some days I be like really to myself like. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, and. You know, on the topic of like social anxiety and stuff, like a big part of that is like insecurities. Yeah. And feeling Which. insecure about what people think about you. Mm-hmm. And I know some of us like really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. So 
how, how do you guys deal with it? Cause, cause you're like, you know, you have the big title of CEO and stuff. And, um, you know, I think you're like the C, Oh, chief. Oh, C X L T O. But you're also like a big figure in it. The VP, I think. So what, do you still have these insecurities and stuff? And oh, how yeah. do you deal with it? Oh yeah. So this guy, this guy knows my story. Um, so look, like I know this about myself, like, Ever since I, like, because I've been doing theater since I was, like, six, right? So I did that for, like, six years. And I think just naturally being up on stage and performing, like, you gain a lot of confidence, like, being in front of people and whatever. Um, and so, like, like I think everybody, this is a really interesting story. But I, I think everybody has, like, challenges that they need to face in their life. And everybody's going to be different, right? Um, we're all blessed with certain things. We're all... I don't want to say even not cursed is definitely not the right word, but we're all, you know, blessed with certain things. We're all given certain challenges, Mm -hmm. but I think there's beauty in even stuff that might seem as like, Oh, why was I born like this? Why do I have this feature about myself? And you might look at that as a negative or, or you, you know, you compare yourself, right. But we're all living our own journey. And so if you get too caught up, like looking to the left and right, you're going to lose track of like finding yourself. Um, so you guys probably wouldn't guess this about me. I know Guy also on my Instagram post. Um, dude, one thing that I don't know why I've been insecure about since I was like 15 is my teeth. Because I have this like little crooked thing right here. Yeah. You see it? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I started doing Invisalign like a year ago. And so it's moved a, like a pretty good amount, but I have like three more months left on treatment. Um, and like, I'll, I'll just kind of, I'll riff off of this a little bit, but like, um, like I remember I was like 16 and like I never had braces and my and I asked, I've asked my mom about it before and she was like, well, I always thought like you had like fine teeth. Like, <laughs> you know, you didn't have like crazy bad teeth or anything. And I remember being like 16 and I had a, it was like a broadcast journalism project and I had to be in front of the camera and I was like looking at my, my teeth and I was like, oh, that's kind of ugly. You know, that's what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, oh, that's kind of ugly, whatever. But I never, braces was one of those things where I was like, how do you even get braces? Like, do I ask my mom? Does she just one day come up to me and say, Hey, let's get you braces, you know? Um, and so I just kind of rocked with it. I was like, well, whatever, like I'll just not, it's not like crippling or anything, but, um, you know, so I, for the past, like, yeah, I don't know. So I guess what, 16, like seven ish years or five, five, five years math. (laughs) Um, you know, I've just kind of rocked with it and, you know, ever since like, especially being out here in LA, right? Like there's a lot of pressure to, and I don't want to say, I think people put this pressure on themselves. Cause we, cause like I look around and I see this dude with like perfect, like white smile, straight teeth. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, his teeth look good, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, and, but look, a healthy mentality is you can't get too much into like, into thinking, oh man, that I, life would be so great right now if I had, if I had had braces in high school or you gotta just be like, what can I do right now? Right. And like Jake said earlier, we have these insecurities about ourselves. Uh, what is action we can take to fix it so that I don't go. And I've thought about it before. Right. I'm like, like, do I need it? Like, cause some people have told me they're like, Oh, well I think it kind of gives you character. And I was like, <laughs> I guess that's a, I guess that's one way of looking yeah. at it, <laughs> which, which is a very positive thing to say. Right. But I've thought about it. I'm like, is that superficial to like want to do that? Cause if you know, it feels like, but wh- also why well, don't even know why I, I mean, we've created a society where it's like you look on all these magazines and it's like, you see these people with these perfect smiles and mm-hmm. you know, these like amazing bodies and blah, 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 blah. And I think that's where a lot of that like pressure comes from. 
Um, but anyway, you know, I'm taking action on it. And But you know what was really interesting? And this is a trip to think about, right? Because I don't really think too much about like my own talents or I don't really know what they are. I just kind of do my thing and I guess I've made, we've made it here. But no one else notices this. Like if you look at like the Rolling Stone thing that I was in, mm-hmm. like my smile looks good, but then I look at my bottom teeth and I'm like, fuck, like, you know, you can see it. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird to be like as insecure as I was about that thing, I somehow made it there, mm-hmm. right? And, but dude, like, it's it's definitely unhealthy the amount that I think about it. Like I'm a very social person and I like talking to people and I like hanging out and doing all this. But just for whatever reason, it's like anytime I'm like out, it'll just hit me. I'll be like, ah, oh, dude, you know, I'll think about that insecurity. Um, but again, just overcoming it and just having and, and again, like everybody's different. Like some people are like, oh, that's such a not in like a bad way, but they're like, oh, that's like kind of a silly thing or, or not silly, but just like, oh, like it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, it's kind of helped to, like, I did, like, a whole Instagram Instagram post on it. Just kind of, like, me and Jake did, like, a little photo shoot with, like, our aligners and stuff. And hopefully we get an Invisalign brand deal <laughs> soon, too. But, um, yeah, that's... Yeah. It's been my thing, it's, man. And I think everybody has their own journey, right? But that's just been my thing. Yeah. And it's good to take action. Like, p- posting it publicly, that's a pretty big... That's a pretty bold move. Just telling people that you have it. And, like, you know, you're, you acknowledge it. Yeah. Sometimes it just... Yeah, sometimes I think it just takes that you yeah. have to just be like hey guys this is my issue mm-hmm. and i'm okay with it now yeah or I'm, I'm figuring it out that's a you big part I mean? of it yeah, yeah. huge part because you know for me it was like and again this is something and again going back onto the topic of um you know putting yourself out there and stepping out of your comfort zone like it you know being at 21 and like everybody around me um you know, has already had braces or whatever, like to be wearing Invisalign felt like a little silly to me. It's Mm -hmm. like, like I'm going to have a lisp now and you know, whatever, but it's, it hasn't been the easiest thing, but you know, it's, it's helped a lot talking to this guy and you know, he was the one that really gave me a lot of support and, and pushed me to be like, dude, just do it. Like you're gonna, you're gonna be happy that you made that decision instead of waiting five years and being like, wow, I lived those like past five years in a little bit of anxiety when I could have just fixed the issue mm-hmm. or I could have just acknowledged it, right? And I'd rather do it now than at 30. Yeah. Um, so even though I'm relatively older than, or excuse me, even though um, everybody around me is relatively older than to when most people get like orthodontic treatment, um, I'm, you know, I'm thankful I'm doing it now. Yeah, you're still, you're, at least you're finally doing it. Totally. Um, Jake, did you have any insecurities that you really oh, struggled boy. with? Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Where's the list? No, I'm kidding. Where's the list? Uh, <laughs> let me pull out my... No. Um, yeah. I have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> and to the point to where um, I definitely overthink a ton. I I make up scenarios in my head that are completely not even there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. At all. And to the point to where it's been like really insane lately. And a lot of the times it's like... The older you get, the more you're going to be like, uh, I need to keep up. I need to make sure that things are like, I, I need to make sure that I'm like setting everything out because like things move so quickly, right? And you have to move quickly with it. And so here lately, I've just been like, you know, what is this anxiety? Why is it like so bad to the point of like the other day I was just like, or not the other day, like about a month or two ago, I was like... I don't even want to leave my house. I don't even want to like, mm. I don't want to go out. I don't want to like start anything because I'm just going to mess it up, you know? Mm. And, um, and I get, yeah. And 
I guess it turned into like some kind of a panic attack like situation. Really? Yeah. So I um like I think what's really really helped me one like I said meditation, um, two talking about it. You have to talk about it. Mm. Yeah, you have to. You have to have people that you can confi- mm-hmm. confide in, and even mm-hmm. if it's just one person. And Jacob has been like definitely like a super helpful helpful person for me, um, and also my mom because mm-hmm. I love her. Um, but if you if you don't have that, you gotta you gotta find it. You know what I mean? You have to talk about it. Um, and then I decided that I'm probably gonna do therapy. So, really? Nice. Yeah, to That's just awesome. talk about it because it's like yeah, you I've know, heard a lot of good things about that. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You can go to the gym. You can work out. You can like build your muscles. You can like you know like make yourself like look aesthetically like better and healthier. But we sometimes forget about our minds, and yeah. I think that the more that you add on, the more things that are going on in your life, talk about it in therapy. True. Mm-hmm. It's I like very that. very serious. Do you think there's a pretty big stigma with therapy? There's a big stigma with anxiety and mental health mm-hmm. in, in general because no one talks about it yeah uh, i think that we're in a really really great <laughs> time right now where we can be talking about these things and people are actually going like oh wait i have that too oh wait why do i feel this way i'm not supposed to feel this way um i've tried so much um for my anxiety and my, my depression um and it's so weird to even say it out loud. Yeah, you know what I mean? It is. Um, I've tried so much to the point to where I was like, I'm going to the doctor and I'm going to figure it out. Talk to a psychiatrist. And he's like, we can do medication. And that was huge for me. And I, I, I've never told anyone that except for Jacob. Um, and you guys now. Yeah. And, yeah. And the whole world. Yeah, <laughs> and hey, now 50,000. Hey, a couple thousand. Um, yeah. Yeah. To the point to where it was like, let's talk about medication. Let's figure it out. Um, I, I would, I don't, I'm not condoning something that like you have to kind of figure that out for yourself. Yeah. If that's an issue, like then talk to a professional about it. Make sure that you are under like good supervision and do it properly because Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of issues with uh, drug abuse and, and, um, and it's real. Yeah. It's super real and it can happen to anyone. So you just have to make sure that you're like focusing on it. That has, that's helped my mind more than anything i've been able to like it's changed my my life like in my job and like i mean we had a crazy shoot yesterday and i was just like it's all good we're fine (laughs) like this is great and everything ran smoothly because i i just took action on something that like i needed Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah, I definitely think there's a big stigma about it, yeah. but we need to talk about it. It's important, and it's, yeah. it's scary to talk about it, you know, like it saying is. it out loud. The word, like, you know, I'm saying, like, you're depressed. That's, yeah. a, pretty, that's a pretty bold move. Well, yeah, sure. especially, like, you know, for me, there's a, I, I feel a lot of pressure sometimes where it's, like, having this leadership role and having done so much, and it's, like, am I, like, am I allowed to be depressed? Like, I think yeah. about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and, look, I think for me what works for me is like i even tomorrow is going to be that day for me but i need to have at least a day where i can just like organize my mental and my method sometimes is like if there's like problems in my head like oh what do people think about this to you da 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 i sort of pair it up in a way where it's like well dude remember how many blessings you have in your life right now like you know we're living Mm -hmm, we're breathing we're healthy so there's like you got to think about that too, and, and have gratitude for certain things, yeah. um, so that you don't let the negatives kind of like mm-hmm. overcome you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what about you guys, really quick? Insecurities, if you guys want to share. Um, 
I grew up, I mean, I'm still really insecure. I still have that, I still have that middle school mentality to try and impress everyone. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like. At junior, right? In high school? Yeah. Love you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. And whenever, like, I go to school and I'm, I'm not really feeling it or I try to go for, like, a lazy kind of fit, it's, I still put so much effort into mm. everything I do, like, in my Instagram and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Okay. I'm just wondering how you guys kind of got yeah. over that. Is, okay, so insecurity with like people like people looking at you in the hallway being like, "Oh, he's wearing a Nike jacket. That's whack." Like is it mostly is it mostly perception clothing based yeah, yeah. from my understanding? Okay, yeah. interesting. Um I think I understand why high school is hard because you see the same it's so social and you see the same group of circles every single day and people talk. That's just the reality of it. <laughs> I think it's it's a, it's not going to go away until you graduate, you know what I mean? I think I didn't go to college, but I think like I'm sure when you're in college it's kind of the same way too, like you're just going to have that, mm-hmm. but I think it's um at this point and I think maybe the environment we're in is a little bit different, like I don't really care to like even this shirt is just like our, you know, our friend G made this. It's like a $10 shirt. And it's funny, like, I, that's at least something that I try to stand for in, like, Hollywood is just, like, not really caring too much about, like, what I wear. And, like, yeah, I'll wear stuff that I, like, like and that I feel comfortable in. But, like, I don't care. It's people walk in with, like, Gucci yeah. joggers and yeah. Fendi shoes. And I feel like I've learned that lesson directly because I went through a phase where I was, like, I spent a lot of money on like clothes like that. Not like that designer, but like nice stuff like CDG Converse and you know, stuff like that. And I was, and I like never wore it. And I just stuck with like the vans, like these like, you know, skate black vans. And I was like, like, why did I even need that? You know, Um, I've also lost two designer wallets in the past year. So like (laughs) now I just have this like $20 one off of Etsy and I'm like not buying designer ever, ever again. But sorry, did you have any? No, I, I think like, uh, so the question was, how did you get over like, like the perception, like like people judging you in high yeah. school in general? Okay, okay, got it. Um, I think that it's really, really important to do what makes you feel comfortable. First of all, um, and it's super easy to say, but like ultimately, we all try to impress people. We we all have this like pack mentality where it's like we are all like we want to be liked. We want to be um, accepted, and that's that's totally okay. We're all in this together, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And there's a lot of people that don't get that, and they they um, they kind of like judge you for that. Um, but you have to be you you have to be comfortable with with who you are first, um, and then let that express yourself in your clothing if that works. You know what I mean? Express express yourself in like the way that you. I don't know. I wore a headband today because I like it, and I don't care. Um, but also. Um, I think that there's going to be people that are are going to have something to say about the things that make you unique. Have something to say about your superpowers. Have some, you know what I mean? Have have things to say about what makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. But what creativity is and what self expression is is being unique. Yeah. And as soon as I realized that, I was like, I don't care mm-hmm. what any of you guys think. Mm-hmm. I really don't because this is me. Mm-hmm. And the people that talk highly about what makes you unique are the ones that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Screw the haters. De- <laughs> Definitely. Screw haters. What about you guys? Anything? 
uh, well, going back to what he was saying um well i feel like people are gonna critique you regardless mm. so you might as well just be who you are and be yeah. comfortable with yourself yeah because they're gonna say whatever they want yeah sure, so. yeah adding on to that i'm also insecure about how some people perceive me mm. so i'll specifically my personality i'll treat them differently than the way i'll act around others mm. and i'm just how do i act myself around everyone just do not care what they think yeah, I think it, it's hard to do, but I think you just got to do that. Like, I, and again, I, I, this stuff is like kind of fun to do for me. I'm trying to think, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I do that a lot where I'll just like walk into a place or I'll start like singing at like, <laughs> yeah, you know, but I, yeah, like I'll, I'll just do like stuff like that for fun. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of a mental block, right? Like you just need to, and no one's ever going to be perfect at it, but like you kind of yeah. just need to overcome that sort of fear of judgment like how would you say you are when you're not in front of people you feel you got to impress because like i was driving this guy crazy on the way here i was messing with him <laughs> yeah, all kinds of ways like, i'll be just talking a lot i'll be loud okay cool I'll really be like to myself yeah totally yeah i mean i think just what expressing that in front of these people that you might fear are judging you um just gotta get used to it yeah yeah That's i mean really it's practice i guess so, like i don't it's definitely a mental thing so you're saying how do block. you how do you express his personality in front of like people that he's uh, scared it. of judging him yeah um yeah i would i would honestly say that the things that make you feel uncomfortable you put yourself in, in that situation like yeah true. We, we really we really do like we we overanalyze all the time right i'm i'm sure me and you are probably the same with that like um we overanalyze these things um and it's never as bad as you think that it's going to be um but also know what what triggers you know what like um what makes you feel uncomfortable and then make a mental note of that and then be like okay when you're not feeling that way go back home maybe keep a journal or something and be like okay i know that i'm gonna feel this way in this scenario and these are the things that i'm going to do and then you like in that moment do those things and if it's too much for you go back to the side take 90 seconds i literally do this like all the time take 90 seconds set a phone timer like and just breathe just be with yourself you know what i mean and and you reset yourself that's really all it's doing it's resetting like kind of what what just happened because your adrenaline goes all the way to the top and and then it makes you exhausted but now you have to be like okay i know what just happened and these are the things that i'm gonna make sure that i always do and it always works you get better yeah you do also i think when you're in those situations and you have this like desire to do something you're like oh i really want to like talk to this like person right now and you're telling yourself not to that's that's your north star in my opinion like that's that that's Mm -hmm. like the voice you should follow right when you have this desire because that's your personality trying to express itself and get out and um obviously there's going to be that doubt but it's just about overcoming that Mm -hmm. but if you got to balance it, but I think we all know when we're being authentic and when we're again, trying to do something for the sake of impressing somebody, I, th- I think we all know ourselves well enough to know exactly what those different, like those, uh, how they're different. Um, but even just like for me, like when I was at that marketing conference, like there was a couple occasions where I like put my hand up and like asked a question. And the first one was in front of like, or did, like, yeah, like, like there was uh the first one was in front of like, 50 people maybe and then the girl was like oh do you want to come up and like tell them about tiktok and i was like yeah sure and so everybody started asking me questions and then i did it again in this environment with like 600 people and i'll be honest like 
I mean, I do stuff like that all the time, but I don't know why I was nervous. And I was like, just like raise your hand and like raise your hand, ask a question, um, you know, give a little intro on Flight House, what it is, and then ask your question because I want everybody in the room to know what Flight House is. And so I like raised my hand, I asked the question. And then there was a couple people later that night because I was at like an after party and a lot of there, I had a bunch of people coming up to me being like, dude, that was such a genius move. Like you totally like told everybody what it was and took it over without like you even being an official speaker. And then I had other people coming up to me and being like, hey, dude, like that was a weird move, man. Like, you know, that, that you definitely like, it definitely seemed like you were trying to sell yourself super hard. And like, I wouldn't have done that if I was you. Like, do you know who's in the room? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you know, I, I, I probably don't even want to work with those people, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Like the people that came up to me and said they uh-huh. liked it and I got their contact are probably people I want to be working mm-hmm. with anyway because very few people who make it far think like the way that the people who told me they didn't like what I did. That's, you know? ex- that's exactly kind of going back to what I just said to you. Like there's cert- certain people are really going to hate the things that make you unique. People are going to hate some of the things that you do that make you really freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, those people literally don't matter. Yeah. It's the one, like, who are we going to work with? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's, you, it's unique yeah. to us, too. Like, there might be people that they get along with, but it's like, yeah. this is my personality. This is who I am. Yeah. If they can't mesh with that. Just love when you're faking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's just, you know, that's who I was. Or that's yeah. who I am. That's yeah. interesting, because that's yeah. how I, I kind of think about it with sponsors. Like, if I send them an email and I'm just being myself, I'm not being, like, you know, very official, and I'm just being sure. myself, and they, like, put me off. And it's like, you know, you don't want to work with them either sure. way. There's no point right. in faking it. Totally. Um, who would you who would you ideally want to get sponsored by? Who, who would I ideally? Yeah, who are, who are the dream sponsors? <laughs> Who's the dream sponsor? I know there's one. There's one that I was like, really? imagine. Oh, I want to get sponsored sick. by Spotify. Spotify? Yeah. yeah. We'll have them, those billboards in New okay. York will be on there. Wow. Make yeah. it happen. Let's make it happen. Ambitious. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, so, Jacob, I was like, you, you're, you seem like a very a be energetic person you know you're not afraid to be yourself to a beat so to a beat (laughs) no sometimes people say that they're like dude you're super high energy i was like really i don't feel like that (laughs) really (laughs) yeah you're so energetic and something that i'm curious like do you ever show like the vulnerable like sad side of you when you're sad you don't have energy do you show that or do you try to keep it so i was thinking about this last night because like we uh, me and Jake went to go get dinner with some friends and it was cool. Like, you know, I was like, you know, we had a good day. We were hanging out, you know, we got dinner and then we went to another place after and I was kind of like, it was like 11, 1130 maybe. It was kind of late and I was just kind of like, I still feel like this feels really comfortable right now, you know, so I feel fine. But I've been going so hard this like whole week that like I just need to like be alone tomorrow, yeah. you know, just reset. And I, I know I was asking, I think I was asking you about it. I'll ask him this sometimes. I'll be like, dude, he knows me. I'll be like, I'll be like in a social situation and then I'll be like, like Jake, I'm kind of tired right now. Do you think it's cool if I just like sit, sit back and like don't talk to anybody or is that weird? And he was like, well, if that's how you feel, just like don't talk Show to anybody, it. you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, I, you know, I think about this too sometimes, which is kind of cool, um, cool advice. Uh, you guys know the artist X, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys like him? Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, I know he's a controversial person. Yeah. Great music. Um, but he has this song where he says, you know, he starts it off and he's like, don't pretend, don't pretend to be okay when you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And it, that's just how he starts the song, you know? And it's kind of true. Like, I think it's important to surround yourself with people where like, I mean, a don't feel like you sometimes you gotta fake it for lack of a better term like when i was at that conference like 
yeah, like some, some part of me just wanted to like chill in the hotel room. But also, I don't know if I'm introverted or, or extroverted. Really? I don't know. Maybe Be in the middle. Ambivert. Yeah, yeah. ambivert. <laughs> Polyvert. Um, well, I don't know because I was, look, like uh, someone told me this the other day. They were like, extroverts, extroverts speak to think, introverts think to speak, right? And I've met some extremely extroverted people and I don't know if I'm like that because I think I'm a little bit more calculated when I like talk to people or like, you know, express myself and I'm all, I don't know why, but I'm always just kind of like, okay, dude, you know, I'm putting all these like problems together in my head and then like, which kind of, I don't want to sound like a like I'm a robotic human being, but like, that's just how I think. But I've met some extroverts where I'm like, do they even know what they're doing right now? They're just like moving and talking and you plan it out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, and that's why I mean, I don't know how accurate it is, but like introverts speak to think in the sense of like the more that they express themselves to other people, the more they learn about themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas introverts are like they think and then they speak. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think every it's a spectrum. Mm. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, um, I mean, I think when it comes to a work setting, it's, it's important to kind of be like a warrior sometimes or, or it's kind of be a rock, right? Like, yeah. I'm not trying to bring people down too much, but I think it's totally fine to have a team and people like Jake where it's like, if I'm just not feeling it, just like, you know, being a, Hey, is it cool to, you know, do this? And yeah, it's totally fine. Like sometimes I am just tired and like, I just, that I called him this one time, dude, like a month ago, I was just like, had a crazy week. Um, I was going out every single night, just like dinners and events. And, and I called him one day and I was on FaceTime and I was just crying. I was like crying. I was like, dude, I don't like, I got to like stop. I, I'm not, cause he invited me to this like party he was having. I was like, I can't go dude. Like I just, I got to like be alone tonight, you know? And, and it was cool. I just like kind of brought it back to when I was like, cause when I was like 14, I didn't manage a team. I didn't have to speak community of, you know, do the whole networking thing yeah. and play the politics and do all this. Like I would just go to Starbucks and open up my laptop and get like a cappuccino and just like work. And that's what I did that night. And it felt great. You know, it's just like, go back to that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's what good. To, what, was, what was the question? Do you show your emotion? Like when you're sad, do you do I show, show my emotion? Yeah. Are you comfortable showing I, it? Do you guys believe in astrology? I, I'm like a textbook cancer like <laughs> i am so emotional it's ridiculous um and i i feel feel bad for jacob sometimes so apologies for that but like like he said i mean um i'm i'm the one that's on facetime with you when you're crying so um yeah but uh i, I yeah i definitely show my emotions um and like jacob said though it is it is really important to to like put your best foot forward like in in like um work situations or any situation school situations um and kind of be a rock uh you know what i mean but always make sure that you have that person that you can be vulnerable with because it's very important to be vulnerable um uh and that has helped me kind of work out some of my issues uh and like just being able to talk about it and express my emotions Mm -hmm. um yeah Mm -hmm. that's interesting because are you guys comfortable showing emotion Sometimes I don't like to show sad emotions. Sad emotions. Why not? I just feel way too vulnerable. Like, I feel really weak. Mm. In front of who, though? Just in front of anyone in general. Even my family, I just don't like to show it. Really? What do you, what do you not, what feels uncomfortable about vulnerability? For me, it just feels like, 
I should be the one helping them, not they should have to be helping. It feels selfish. Yeah, it feels selfish. Interesting. Interesting. What about you guys? Um, I'd say so. I always talk about my feelings with Guile. Nice. I always come to him to like for any help I need, and nice. I, I appreciate it that mm. I have somebody like you, Guile. Yeah, totally. That's great. I think vulnerability is per. I don't know. I I've started to become more comfortable with it because I I think you know when I was like like literally I feel like in the past year I've become a lot more comfortable with like sharing mm-hmm. it instead of bottling it all up, and it feels great. I mean, like I think I you know. I would hope that either your family or the people around you can always comfort you if you want to like if you want to feel sad or if you want to cry. I feel like I've cried a lot in the past like two months. <laughs> That's why I just have my That's moments, funny. man. Yeah, I think like it's important to to build a culture like that. Like, yeah. and the average are. person is going to want to support you. Like, I don't, For sure. you know, I don't we think we're going to see each other be better. Yeah, right? I don't think we're yeah. going to look at someone crying and be like, stop crying. And you're, like, the, you know, you're totally okay with being like you should. You should totally like. Let it out, man. Just let it out. <laughs> you know, it's funny because yesterday we were having this whole kind of like talk with each other on how we've been feeling like in the past few months. And like, you know, we've been feeling kind of distant from each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about vulnerability and that th- I think the reason we felt that way is because sometimes we don't express our emotions with each other. Yeah. And that has caused us to feel kind of distant because, you know, mm. if you don't know if he's happy, if you're sad, you don't. It, I feel like when someone doesn't show that they're sad, it feels robotic and kind of like, oh no, like totally. you don't really know him, who, totally. like, who he is and stuff. Totally. I mean, that that's even, you know, I, it's cool because I think we're kind of touching upon a lot of points here that even at Flight House, like we really try and stand for. And, you know, like for for me for me as a leader and like us kind of putting together this structure um even yesterday i thought was a good step forward towards like how i want it to feel mm-hmm. and i understand that sometimes certain employees aren't going to want to like share their problems in front of everybody but i do want it to be a uh, an environment where we can all be vulnerable with each other and th- you know some people opened up more than others but like it was cool that even just the two or three people kind of opened up with some of their deepest insecurities yeah. at work and their biggest challenges totally. and i was just trying to be there just because it's intuitive to me like when someone's like oh you know i was feeling i just you know my challenge right now is i feel anxious about this and this and this and you know like someone was like i feel anxious about people on set and you know what people like think about me and if i'm doing the right job and i was like what you're doing a great job like i don't like i think you're overthinking it like generally speaking you know anxiety is one of those things where we make it such a bigger thing in our head than it actually is and it helps to have people around you being like like you're you know i'll I'll be like jake am i acting weird right now he's like no you're acting fine i was like all right just making sure i don't know um but you know even just down to yeah, just the authenticity of who we are, what we want to express. And, For sure. And uh, yeah, just I think like I want everyone in that team to feel comfortable with that because we shouldn't, as a, as a team, we shouldn't like, we shouldn't ever fear, if we're going to fear judgment, it should be fearing judgment from, and not that that's an okay thing, but the team should be the most comfortable. Like it should almost feel like family mm-hmm. where it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what's not perfect about you. You're here because you're good at doing something and we're going to help support you yeah. even during the days where, you know, you're just not feeling it. But I think it takes that courage a little bit sometimes from people to just open up. Mm-hmm. But we want people to feel comfortable with that. For sure. Yeah. Like you said, like that's something that we really try to like just 
bake into like what we're doing, you know, um, because we are trying like I, I believe we're trying to change the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I think we totally can do that, especially with the young adult audience that's like about to like rule the world. Like mm-hmm. you have to make sure that if you and you guys are creating something super amazing right now. Mm-hmm. Um if you're not feeling it, if you're not like, if you're not here for it, make sure that internally you start talking about it and everybody else listening. If you're, if you're building something as well, make sure that you are creating the culture inside because that's just radiating out. Mm -hmm. And, and it is really important for us to have those end of the week meetings where it's like, whatever you say goes, like if you're upset, if you're having a bad day, or if you feel anxious about something, tell us about it because now I know how you work and and yeah. i can i can personalize myself for you mm-hmm. and i can help excel what you're doing mm-hmm. you know so if you guys aren't feeling it or if you're like um if you're not understanding like where things are gonna go just like bring it in and then yeah talk about it. yeah and you know be empathetic too right like you know i i I've even heard you guys sometimes on on some of the podcasts be like, oh, right, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard like, oh, I don't like the way that you do this. or mm, yeah. And it's cool to have that raw conversation. I think it's really interesting you guys record it and put it out, which is awesome. Yeah. But like, you know, I would definitely keep doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, just ask each other. Like, I'm going to send out this email this week to everybody on the team that's like, what's one thing you want me to keep doing? What's one thing you don't like me doing? Mm-hmm. Just so I can get a sense of like, because there might be something and maybe just because they're like, oh, he's the boss, whatever, that maybe they might not feel comfortable like telling me, hey, I, I don't like when you call me out in front of everybody and like have me give an idea. I'd rather you talk to me one on one. So just like having that internal conversation and just talking and being like, you know, what you guys appreciate about each other, what just talk through it, you know, but but if you're empathetic on both ends, just don't take anything personal. It's just for the betterment of teenager therapy. Yeah. And you know the product, and that's what it's all about. It's nothing should be taken personally. It's all for the success of the team and, and the product at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that would help. Yeah, because I notice every time that we talk as a group is when I feel the closest with everyone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we stop doing that, that's when I start to feel distant because I don't know what they're feeling. So I dude, we we didn't think of that like weekly things where we just yeah. kind of say how how we're feeling and like what yeah, we're doing. and just no judgment. Like you guys seem yeah. like cool people. Like. That's so important. Just make sure anybody that you let step into the team that you're creating mm-hmm. is on your same wave, yeah. you know, and it's not anybody that is going to judge. Yeah, that's really important. Um, and Jake, you said that you deal with anxiety, right? Right. Um, I think a lot of teenagers feel that way. You know, every time we ask on our Instagram stories, like, um, you know, how's everyone feeling? And they're like, oh, just I, I struggle with anxiety a lot. Mm. So I just, I'm, I'm kind of curious, what do you feel? What does it feel like? Because a, a lot of people are confused. Like, am I feeling anxiety? What am I feeling? And how do yeah. you deal with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do I feel? I, f- I feel you have to start watching for like physical effects, right? Because everybody has a little bit of anxiety. Um, every, like, and anxiety is not necessarily a, a, a bad thing. It serves a purpose, right? It makes you say like, all right, I need to get out of bed. I need to make sure that I put on my clothes today. I got to get to school. I have to do this. I have to do that. And like, you are constantly doing something like that. And it's also kind of a way to be like, I, I want to like, I need to back out of this situation because like, maybe that wasn't the best thing I should have done. You know what I mean? And that's really what that does for you. But once your body gets all out of whack and your brain is kind of like super confused, 
you start playing these things in your mind that is that is absolutely not true Mm -hmm. and the fact that you know that it's not true and then you really can't put a finger on why you still feel that way Mm. um that's what anxiety is and then also (coughs) it turns into it turns into more of a uh into physical effects so when you feel it in your chest or Mm. when when Mm. you uh when you like literally can't breathe when you uh drink as much water as you can but you're like why am i so thirsty um Mm. when you can't even say a word Mm. when it doesn't come out Mm. those are physical effects that that ultimately can lead to other issues yeah um like actual like health issues um even like diabetes guys did you know this did you know anxiety can cause this? Really? Stress? I never Diabetes? Stress. Yeah I, yeah. I think just any kind of like yeah. me- mental toll, right? Stress, right. stress depression, anxiety. So much. Yeah. yeah. So it, and, and, and it's like, on your mind. Yeah. You really, really should should take care of these things and you should find, like take action, like I said, um, to to kind of figure out what works for you. Um, and that's, that's what anxiety feels like. Mm. Um, yeah. Some ways that I've like, you know, remedied it in the past is... Um, there's a lot of like, um, uh, I mean, take care of your diet, make sure you're not eating junk. I love Taco Bell so much. Yeah. But, yo, <laughs> What's your order? Like, What's my order? Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. So <laughs> I love, uh, bean burritos, no onions. Um, we should get Taco Bell after by the way. Yo, no, bro. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he knows that I will like literally dude, a hundred percent. I'm down. Dude, I've never um, had it. No, no, no. Yeah. My, my order is a uh, bean burrito, no onions. Um, okay, with making me hungry with mild sauce. I love the mild sauce, but like, I don't want to be like, I don't want people to like make fun of me when I'm like asking for mild sauce. So I always ask for the fire sauce too. And sometimes I eat it cause I'm, you know, I don't want to be like, <laughs> um, you yeah. got the potato grill. And then I too, do right? a, a potato, oh, soft potato so good. taco. Yeah, spicy potato soft taco. Woo! I've never had Taco Bell so good. in my life. You Is it actually? So what do you get, Kayla? I, I get the chicken quesadilla. Oh, okay. nice. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. just like my go-to order. Yeah. yeah, like I don't even, and I like, I try it. I step out of my comfort zone and I'm like, I'm going to try this today. And then I'm like, <laughs> why did I do that? Because my order is so perfect already. But anyway, reeling it back. That's what anxiety is. Taco Bell. Um, and if you have that issue guys um make sure that you're figuring something out for yourself um take a little time um take 90 seconds um or just like keep a journal you guys keep journals no no why Um, well kind of i mean is it like feelings journals i mean it it can be it it, it really can be and you that that that's what like because I used to keep journals all the time and I just never finished them. I'd like write in it every day and be like, uh, hey, girl. <laughs> but no. Um, but until I realized it's like, I don't need to use this thing every day. I can just write in it. It can be a sentence. It could be two sentences. And that's it. Really? I, I literally was able to be like, I, I'm able to like, I know exactly how I feel. I know that if I need to like go to my journal and kind of like write out my thoughts, I can. I know that if I need to like create a goal for myself i i'm able to bullet point it out like for the next three months or so it's a really important tool mm. yeah. why, why do you guys feel like um like anxiety and all this is becoming such like a much bigger thing right now i think people are like finally versus, starting pre- to talk about versus it. previous like generations of young adults i th- i think that we are facing things that have never been faced before oh, that's true we're on we are um, immediately connected at all times um and 
we are comparing ourselves to anyone and everyone really um, Why? yeah because of social media a lot or well, but even that you can compare yourself to people that you meet for too, sure you know for sure but i mean we all try to be something that uh like i said like we want to be perceived as well like as best as possible and also like you know keeping up making sure that you're doing your part um yeah i don't know i think that there's a, there's a, and then you have like your political climates and mm. All that factored in. Social media kind of spreads the bad news a lot more, and people start to like get a cynical view of the world. I feel like that has something to do with it. You guys saw the thing about Instagram the likes? likes. Oh my! Yeah. Well, by next week, by next week they're gonna get rid of likes. I think you'll be able to see them on your dashboard, but no one's gonna know how many likes you're getting on a post. Yeah. So it's it's starting to roll out. I think a few people Canada. will start noticing it and then um yeah, probably by the end of the year. What are your thoughts on it? I thought that guy Chris had an interesting outlook on it. He was like cuz a lot of people look at it and the surface level answer is oh, it's Instagram's answer to mental health and you know because too many I don't even know like in high school maybe right now it's like oh, you know, Todd gets only 100 likes in his photo. He's a loser. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's that conversation which it's like I guess, but also they're going to have followers. They're going to have comments. They're going to have, you're still posting yourself, right? So it's like, there's so many other ways you can compare yourself that didn't feel like the reason they did it. But I think that's one reason. But I think another part, which is interesting is um, to maybe make an effort to make Instagram more authentic because right now, because it's so based on like, like for me, I know what does well on my Instagram. Like if I post like a cool photo of me with a cool back, backdrop, it's probably going to do well. If I post a photo of my coffee, it's probably not going to do well. And I'm kind of like creating this curated and I do it from an industry perspective, in my opinion, just so like when people go on my Instagram, they're like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, it checks out. He's legit. Like I look at it as like a digital resume. Oh. That's how I approach it. I'm not really like, it's a business. Oh, let me get those likes. Yeah, it's like very much like a business thing. Um, but it could be interesting if people do get more authentic with it because they're not going to really care as much about their likes and they're just going to start posting uh, photos. And I think that's why TikTok's working so well right now is because like... It's just random. Yeah, it's random. Anything. People don't trip about getting 100 views, 1,000 views. Like people are... It's random. It's sporadic and it's real and it's funny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that's why they're they're thriving right now. Thank you. Mm, I feel like it's kind of weird that you could still see it. Likes. Yeah, I, I feel think like that so. kind of defeats quote, the purpose. Don't quote me on that. I think you'll be able to still see it. I think I saw something too. Yeah. If you can't, it'll be interesting because, like, it'll be interesting for brands mm-hmm. buying sponsored posts because then it's like, how are you going to? Me- I mean, you can probably still measure engagement. Yeah. Who? But big decision. So I'm sure they have a lot of reasons why they're doing it. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about like flight house and stuff and what you guys do. So I noticed you guys started out uh, as a music like remix company, something yeah. like that. You know, yeah. yeah. So basically, um, we acquired Flight House when it was at like a million something followers, um, and we we acquired it from uh, these two kind of like because I was like eighteen at the time, and they were like we were all around the same age, and so we were working on it, and then we acquired it. Um, but yeah, basically, the way it got started is they would upload essentially like it was like two kids right yeah it was two kids edits and remixes of songs that like weren't available on musically at the time mm-hmm. so musically's library was mainly like whatever you could find officially on the app and they were uploading like edits and remixes and all these different things where it would be like 
you know, side to side mashed up with like Post Malone's, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like Rockstar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it sounded really cool. And some of our videos got anywhere from like 10,000 to 100,000 to a million reposts per like upload. Mm-hmm. And that's what really grew it. And then in the past six months, we've sort of pivoted to become like a short form mobile content brand on TikTok. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of where it started and where it's at now. That's interesting. And how did you learn to like do all this? How do you go from being like an 18 year old and then like suddenly you're like the CEO? Like who teaches you this? How do you figure this out? I'm I'm still figuring it out today, dude. Yeah, for sure. I think I've thought about this. I think a lot of it is intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting because I've started to become more confident in like my knowledge and my abilities. Cause I remember when I was like 17, like I was still confident, but I would definitely meet people and be like, wow, this person's like so smart. They have like all this info. And then what you start to learn is that everybody's figuring it out every day, Hmm. including the people that you think know what they're doing are still figuring it out. Some people just have more experience than others. But now I feel like I can hold my own in a lot of conversations. Like if somebody's like, digital and growth and boom i'm just and i'm also very honest right Mm -hmm. like people look at me as like the tiktok expert sometimes and they're like yo how do i get to a million followers and i'm like first of all a loaded question second of all that's a question for people on our marketing team Mm -hmm. i don't know how to do that but they do Mm -hmm. you know and that's their job and that's 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 what they do um and i learn about the process and i know enough to sell it but the way like 16 year old me would have answered that question is like, Oh, I got to show them that I'm smart. So like, let me tell them the answer. But now I'm like, if I don't know something, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, yeah, just if I don't know something, I'm not going to like BS. I'll just say that. I don't know. Cause like, um, yeah, we're, you know, we're learning every day and I think that's perfectly fine. Most people know that like most professional people know everyone's learning and they're like willing to help. Yeah. People are willing to help for the most part. Totally. But yeah, I mean in the professional industry, like in professional or in the professional industry, at least like, you know, you got a lot of people that just kind of like have put on this image and like, they know everything and they know everybody. But like, I think, you know, even to your point earlier about like how to express yourself, I think I love, I love a lot of the other people that are like outside of our team. Cause like mm-hmm. there's like people that take themselves so seriously, right. That it's like my way of countering that is to be the complete opposite and just be like, I'm just going to be super like goofy in this meeting. Cause and they start laughing, you know what I mean? Like they start cracking up and they like break character. Cause there's a lot of people in entertainment that like take themselves so seriously yeah. <laughs> and I'll just, you know, like I'll be super sarcastic back and like, not like to them, but just like, Oh, this is like, it's funny. There's a lot of humor, in my opinion, with how serious stuff can be sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And Jake, what kind of stuff do you antics? do? Yeah. So what'd you say? I said you're familiar with the antics. Oh, uh, all the antics. Do you have a favorite moment of mine, actually? Nope. Yes, you do. Come on. Let's hear it. What do I like that you do? Um, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I like that you do. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Wow. Okay. Much. There's this one thing that he does. This is very simple, but like when you feel... Like you do this like sarcastic thing where like when you like want to show that you're like sick or something, you're like, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Like, like if I'm like, like if you think that something's gross. Oh yeah. yeah. Just like, it makes me gag. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Expression. Yeah. That's right. That's what is it? Wow. What do I like that you do, man? There's like too many. Um, There's so many things. What do you do? Oh, he has this bit where it's like, he's like. He's like a like a in a gospel choir or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. It's like, yeah, it's like the funniest thing you do. <laughs> Got some Taco Bell after. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, real into that. No, uh, what do I do? Um, I, like I said, a lot of the lot of the brand stuff, um, focusing on just making sure that it's consistent, making sure that we're creating a culture that like we can be proud of and inside the team, and then also out. Like, what are we? Um, what are we really? You know, like we're a, we're a content team. Like we we make entertainment for young adults that it just happens to be in the palm of your hand, like mm-hmm. at all times. Um, and that's really, really cool. But at the same time, we are also, um, I, you know, making sure that we are keeping it like we're changing people's lives. We're, we're, we're making sure that people are, are equal. We're making sure that we are, we're standing up for leadership. Um, and, and those are, those are the things that like, we kind of like ingrain in what we do mm-hmm. and also staying interactive with like our audiences is a big thing because you know hollywood's not just about like you know big blockbuster movies anymore actually like it's not it doesn't even need to be that anymore you can open up your laptop and you can record a podcast or you can open up tiktok and record yeah. a 30 second movie and then live in like alabama somewhere and then literally next day you have True. a million followers mm-hmm. and now you're flying to hollywood yeah. because somebody wants to work with you yeah. and that's kind of the stuff that we like i'm looking for mm-hmm. um and that's what i love to create um so making sure that things stay creative, mm-hmm. making sure that things stay interactive. Um, interesting. And that's what I love. Yeah. We have almost a million views on a YouTube video that we uploaded five days ago. Really? Yeah. Was it with Noen? It was the one with Ash Nico. Ash Nico. Oh, really? I mean, sorry, 537,000. Okay. But like, <laughs> hey, that's impressive, that's dude. That's yeah. crazy. So we made this YouTube, we, we made this YouTube channel um, like last minute because we noticed that people were like taking our videos and then posting them on youtube and if you don't know much about like youtube and like the back end of youtube you can like claim any anything that people upload of your content so if you like if i if someone uploads my video i can say that's my video and then you get the money for that too you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so we were like we got to make sure that we're like hopping on this it's cool and we want them to be the first we want us to be the first stop for you to see our stuff you know what i mean it's dope that people share it i love yeah that's awesome yeah so um so yeah we 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 started the youtube channel started uploading everything up there and it just like i mean like kind of blew up a little Mm -hmm. bit like it's not we're not like at you know millions of subscribers at this point but yeah we're getting there it's doing well no but to your point um i think that's what's really exciting about flight house right now is there's so many sectors that we can disrupt it's like you know, all of our content is meant to be consumed on your phone and more specifically vertically. Um, like obviously TikTok is a vertical um, app, but even if you look at like our YouTube content, for example, like, uh, let me pull it up. Um, if you if you look at our, our YouTube content, it's all like uploaded vertically. So Ex- when you watch it. Ex- oh, Ex- really? Channel. That yeah. happens? Yeah. But it's oh. not it's not meant to be consumed on your on your laptop because like we know all of our fans are on mobile. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so so that's just where we see the future of like entertainment going is like, again, not to say that not to say that blockbuster films are going to go out of business. Like it'll always be or even turn vertical. They're, they yeah. Wouldn't do that. <laughs> right. I mean, but who knows? Right. Like. Just with Netflix and even them, like, all I'm saying is, and I don't know if this will ever happen, 
but it's almost kind of like because platforms like Netflix have so much money, almost imagine a world where they they're putting out such quality films mm. that it's like watch this movie on Netflix a day before it comes out in theaters or something, mm. which like isn't unrealistic for them yeah, to be like or or that. or I've heard that people can can people kind of somewhat predict that the way movies are going to be watched in the future is like home theaters are, are going to get more advanced and then it'll just be like, Oh yeah. Like I'll just watch this from the comfort of my own home or on my VR. Right. <laughs> so like it could even get, th- I'm just saying like everything has is room for disruption and technology's always done that. And Netflix did that with blockbuster and, you know the like the film industry, the like the movie industry has been going on for so long that like something's got to happen in the next like thirty years. Mm-hmm. But um, it's that you know for Flight House, it's also like just doing stuff like this, which is really cool because I think like we genuinely do stand for trying to empower like the next generation of young adults and mm-hmm. you know kind of operating between this like what like sixteen to twenty twenty two year old demo. Yeah. Um, but you know we want to just like really. I don't know. I mean, I I think what we have to offer is really cool and we're still kind of building on it, obviously, but like we do want to expand into um, live events and, you know, festivals potentially and, um, you know, content, of course. And, but I think having substance and a mission to what we do. um, So it's not just like, oh, let's just like, you know what, let's raise a bunch of money. Let's do a bunch of content. Let's make some money. Like, I, I think it's always had a very, very strong mission to it, which I think we've always discussed is like to entertain and inspire. Entertain and inspire. Um, There's like TikTok still doesn't make money, right? Like per, you, you don't make money per view. Not per view, but I it hopefully it'll get there. Yeah, in the next, that would like, be. Year. I think that would be huge. Yeah, it'd that be dope. It to the next and even now we're launching a lot of like we're starting to launch more brands on TikTok mm. that are all like short form mobile um, content brands, and so we have a lot of ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you guys ever like failed at something? Yeah, totally. Hundred percent. Um. I think failure is a hundred percent part of the process. And I, I think now we're sort of hitting a really good stride. I mean, look, like I've, I've failed personally. Um, it might not look like it, but they were all lessons, you know what I mean? And that's just the right way to look at them is like, they're not, I know it sounds cheesy, but it's very true. Like it's not a failure. It's a lesson and you're just going to fail sometimes. And sometimes we're not always the best. Like I, I want to get up and wake up every morning at like 6 a.m. Sometimes I'll just sleep in and yeah, I feel a little guilty, but I'm just like on to the next day. Like I'll just wake up at 6 a.m. the next day, get yeah. my workout in and not every day is going to be perfect, you know? So like those are like micro failures on like a day to day that like, yes, we face. But then there's also like my YouTube channel never really popped off. My record label never really popped off. Like, um, you know, I had a couple businesses that didn't really make a bunch of money that I lost money on in high school. And like, that's fine. Like, it all led to where we're at now, which I have to be thankful for. But even for Flighthouse, like we, I, I, I feel like we really weren't succeeding all that much in, until sure. the past like six months, really. For sure. Like, yeah, we had a lot of numbers, but I don't think we had figured out our content. I think we were spending too much on content. We weren't making a lot of money. Yeah, like we were losing a lot of money, and it felt for like the past year, it was like it. It kind of felt like I felt like I had imposter syndrome a little bit, mm-hmm. where I was like why does everybody what am i even doing right because this was before the tiktok thing happened this was before a lot of really cool press came our way and most more importantly a lot of success in our content numbers and a lot of success financially that we're now having but yeah like for a while it was like i don't know i felt like we were kind of like you know not directionless but 
not, I don't think any of us had the answers, but we tried and tried and tried until we figured it out. Yeah. It was just, yeah, taking those failures and just like moving and moving and moving. Sometimes failure, like you need failure. Like uh-huh. you really do. Mm-hmm. I think that you, uh, as soon as you recognize it and identify what it is, then it kind of makes you like, all right, got to move on to the next thing. But the most important thing is to take action, yeah. right? Like you should never, never, ever, ever fear fa- failure. Um, and I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't feel like we do much at this point, right? Like we don't really, f- I don't fear failure of anything. It's like, all right, on in the next, like, yeah. let's figure it out. Yeah. You're just going to happen. Like it's going to happen, but you don't know unless you try. Sure. What's one thing that like you guys um, are wanting to do right now that maybe you're fearing failure of, okay. if anything? Well, um, asking someone out to prom. So <laughs> last year uh, I ran. For I ran to be my student body president, mm-hmm. but um, I lost. And then so and then, but the new ASB advisor he's encouraging me to run again, mm-hmm. and I'm still debating. Do it. Whether to do, do it. Do you want to do it? Because I already failed in the past, and I don't want to lose again. Do you want to do it though? Do you want to? Yeah, I do. Do it. Like, just tr- what? What did you? If you can articulate it, what did you learn from the last time failing that you feel like you can apply now? If anything, should you've had more ads? Should you've told more people? Like anything like that? I think I should have been more persuasive. Okay. In my speech and stuff. So if you really want it, then you know, in the next when when do you need to start like your oh, campaign or um, whatever? Not till later, like maybe April. Okay, so you have time. Yeah. Mm. I think in the next like three to six months, just write down the things you want to improve on. And then just figure out a way to get better. And it could be it could mean reading books. It could mean going to a Toastmasters club and practicing public speaking. It could mean finding a mentor in public speaking. I mean, look, I think you guys do incredible stuff. And you can take those gifts and like this opportunity you guys have right now and use that leverage to get in the door with like a you know, a public speaker that you're like, hey, what's like some advice you might have for me to be a more persuasive speaker? I don't know, whatever it might be. So I just think people want to help people like you, you know what I mean? And I'm kind of catching, I don't want to say the tail end, but I think in the next like year or two, like I personally have this like gap where I can use that leverage to catapult into the next level. Um, but you guys are young and people always want to help young people and especially people, young people that are doing cool stuff. So, yeah, I think well, you mentioned like being a little more persuasive. I think just like a good way of being persuasive is knowing your influence too. So know kind of where you stand in those things and True. like try to influence people to <coughs> to not only vote for you but but be better and you yeah. know what I mean? Like knowing what you stand for. Yeah. Totally. That makes sense. Sure. You guys got anything? Oh, I got something. How do you guys find the motivation to to do these things, the things you want to do? The things we don't want to do? Motivation. The things you want to do. Oh. I think it's pretty intuitive. Like, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, I feel like some, you either, to an, I don't, I mean, to an extent you kind of have it or you don't, you know what I mean? But also look like you might be asking that question being like, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm not saying you don't, I'm just saying anybody could ask that question. And the assumption is that you lack motivation, but there's a difference between lacking motivation and having and and fearing failure fearing boom 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 because like you know in your mind like like you don't have to know who you want to be but if you know that person you want to be that's all the motivation you need and everything else is just 
you know, overcoming like the fear of failure or judgment or whatever it might be. But I don't know. I mean, I definitely, I have my, I think I actually saw this graph recently that was like, um, I think Russ shared it or something on Instagram, but it was, you guys like Russ or is like, or, he's like, yeah, I, I just see him on Instagram. I don't know his music. He like crushes, he makes a lot of money though. He's like really, like not look like he's got a super cult audience and I respect him for that. Yeah. And I think he knows how to do that. But he shared this thing that was basically like, you know, happiness kind of comes in waves. Like, or or it was something along the lines of like we have peaks of happiness and then we go to this like plateau of happiness and we peak and then we plateau and then we peak and we plateau and that's just like i think a lot of people are like that right like you'll sometimes you'll get in your swings where you're like i got this like let's go and then you know i don't think anybody's really like happy all the time like you can have like good energy and whatever but um i don't know my motivation's been pretty like intuitive i guess but also Again, I, I don't, at this point, I don't really fear failure like that much in, in a project sense. Yeah. Um, how do you find motivation? I think that you have to jump on the opportunity as soon as you feel motivated. Mm. Jump into it really, really quickly and you're probably going to fail. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, or you might not and that's even better. But jump into it. And then know that you're going to have to take a little time to learn. There's going to be a, a, a period where you just have to learn and you have to be okay with probably sucking really bad. Mm. So, That's a good point. Like uh, jump on it when you have the motivation. Yeah. yeah. So, and that in itself can be motivating if you look at it in a, in a more positive light, right? It's like, all right, this, I'm going to fail. That's cool. Like I'm okay with that. Um, and then also surrounding yourself with a team and a culture like you guys have um to to keep pushing you yeah keep the when, when you don't want to do it there's i mean there's definitely times when i've just been like so exhausted and jacob's like hey dude like you got this like you can totally you can totally make it happen i think that you're just like you're not like you're seeing something in yourself that like no one else sees so it's like you know have the team that that can push you yeah. through that too and you know what gives me a lot of motivation too is like just I mean, look, I think there's a few pillars to it, right? It's like, we can accomplish whatever we want in this life. Like, we really can. Like, whatever we set our minds to, we can make happen. And we're going to go through our, like, imperfections and our doubts. But, like, we can do anything that we want to do if we set our minds to it. Um, Second, though, I think just, like, stepping out of your comfort zone in the sense of, like, not I mean yes it's great to have a great team and empower each other but like learn what else is out there like if you guys are podcasting like what's going on in the like you know do you guys want to come to our studio and like check that out and you know meet a bunch of new people and see what that's all about right because like for me when I go to New York and you know Palm Desert and I'm meeting all these people you learn how much bigger the world is beyond this bubble that you live in in high school you know what I mean? And and that gives me a bunch of motivation. That's probably one of the most motivating things for me is just realizing, dude, you guys, I guarantee you, like you take what you have and you walk into Spotify or wherever, which is like a very realistic thing. And I guarantee you they're going to be like, this is really freaking cool what you guys are doing. This is where we think it can go and this is how mm-hmm. it can grow. And there's nothing that motivates you and gives you more clarity and vision than when you step out and you learn like, how much people value what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I get it that, and I think you guys talked about this on one of the episodes. You were like, sometimes, I forget who said it. You were like, sometimes I don't really feel like anybody really cares or really like listens. Did some, When you guys say that? I think I did. Yeah, it was you. But 
also, don't you guys get a lot of feedback? Like, hey, you really help push. Yeah, and that's yeah, we for, do. Yeah, for me, that's not the most motivating thing to me. But it like it's cool. Like when someone's like, yo. Like one of my vlogs, the, one of my yeah. vlogs the other day, they were like, "Yo, Jacob, you're an inspiration," and blah 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 blah. And like, that's my one of my main goals through doing that is just to like inspire. And so to get that validation is cool. But I'd say, yeah, I mean, look, quote me on what I said earlier. With what you guys have right now, you guys are in a unique position. And on the topic of like insecurities and whatever, like, yeah, there might be that dude in you know that plays football that or whoever that like looks super social and good looking and you know cool guy whatever but like he doesn't have this or he or she doesn't have this and mm. I think that's way more power and influence in the world mm. than whatever amount of social influence and I'm just say, saying based on the you know stereotypes that I like saw in high school was like people like that and some of them it's like what are they up to now right like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think you guys can take this leverage and use it to get in the door with a lot of people yeah. but I wouldn't be discouraged by Sometimes people don't even answer my emails yeah. when I reach out to them. You know what I mean? But you got to look at the ones that do. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Do you talk to anyone from your high school? Yeah, I have like a close circle of friends. Like mm. I have a group chat actually back home, um, and it's like, yeah, it's like seven or eight people. Oh really? Yeah, we kind of stay in touch and stuff. Oh, that's but nice. yeah, but but um, and I see them like whenever I go to like Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah. Was it a big change? Kind of like everyone kind of grew up and they did their own thing were you ever um do you ever wonder where they are now um some of them i mean we stay in, in touch over like instagram and stuff so i kind of see some of the friends you talk to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean I, I have a lot of my high school friends on instagram still uh-huh um just yeah but it's 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 pretty surreal like even just seeing where they're at and everybody's journeys right like even just being right here right now, it's kind of surreal. Like, mm -hmm. like we all made decisions in our lives in the past, like, you know, whatever few years that led us all to meet up right here right now. And it's for a reason, yeah. but it's just crazy to think about, right? Like it just started from like me being on my laptop, like just mm -hmm. starting a YouTube channel. Yeah, you never know where anything. Will yeah, come. exactly. That's, pretty, that's interesting. But I think the difference between what I was doing and this is a fact is that again, like on the topic of failure, like you just can't give up. Like you just can't give up. Like you got to just yeah. get back down. If you get pushed back or if you get pushed down, just mm -hmm. summer up the strength to come back up because I was always trying new stuff in high school, like always new projects. And I think the difference between me and a lot of other people that were like my similar age is like they would do something for a bit, have a little bit of success. And then they were like, all right, cool. I'm done now. And like, they wouldn't keep trying yeah. or like, I knew, I knew a handful of friends that had businesses and I was always like, Oh, like I was, I was competitive. Right. I was like, I'm gonna make a more successful business than like they can. But then they made something and never really followed through. But I was, I would always follow through. And if I didn't follow through, I would tr move on to something just else. Consistency. Yeah. Just consistency yeah. just every day. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I saw on the podcast that like, when you were a sophomore, you read a lot of books. Mm -hmm. do, do you still, like, what are you, some books you enjoy and, like, how did it affect yeah. you? Mm. So, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, like, when I was when I was in high school, the, one of the first books I picked up was uh, How to, or, or uh, All You Need to Know About the Music Business. And what's interesting about that book is, like, it didn't really... It was, it's a super technical book. So it's like, it tells you about like publishing royalties and you know, what a master is and what a composition is and all these different things. And, but I feel like it, it did help to give me vision because it was like, whenever I'd read the book and I'd read about like Jimmy Iovine, like being in his office with plaques behind him, I'd be like, 
I don't know why I would just subconsciously envision like I want to be the like in a setting like that one day and not even necessarily in that role. I just, I want to be in a setting like that one day and it's kind of surreal, but there's like, for whatever reason, when I go to universal, it always reminds me of that book. Cause I'm like, this yeah. is exactly how I imagine this looking like. Um, but he, okay. So I'll suggest some books, but then I have an answer to this question. Like how to win friends and influence people is really good. Um, have you read that? Oh no. Okay. Oh, you've read that? Have you read so it? I've read so many of the same books, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, very the classic, books. very straightforward mm-hmm. advice, right? Um, at this point, though, like when I first came out here, when I was like 16, I had a backpack full of books, and I was like super into reading. I was like, read all, like I would read like 30 minutes a day. I was like a nut with it. Mm-hmm. And I went through a bunch of books. And I think when I was like 18, 19, <laughs> it's funny, I read this um I read this one book called uh, Four Hour Work Week, and there was a part in the book where it's like, if you read a book and you don't think it's good, you don't ha- don't feel the pressure to, you know, uh, continue with it. Mm-hmm. And after I read that, I was like, okay, like, because I used to like be crazy with discipline. Like, if you open a book, Jacob, you need to finish it. Otherwise, like, you're you know, you're this kind of person. And then when I read that, I was like, all right. So didn't like a book, put it down, and I ended up like. I ended up getting like 10% of the way into like 50 books because of that (laughs) advice. But, um, I guess my, my point is I journaled a lot when I first came out here and I still do. And it's really interesting looking at the notebooks. And when I was 16, my way of thinking was very much influenced by what I was reading. Mm -hmm. It was like, I very much influenced, very theoretical, very like, you know, hypothesis and, and, but what ideas are worth nothing if you're not going to take action on them. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in my opinion, when I like stopped reading stuff like that, I started to learn who I was and who I wanted to be. And I think books are great for inspiration, but that's not the truth. Like you have the truth in you. Um, and that's just something to understand is like, they're good for inspiration and like learning new words and, and hearing someone else's truth. But like, just always know that you have the best ideas like right up your own. values. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. The truth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think books. There's two books for me. I'm gonna keep it sh- keep it short. Sorry, I was like, no, it's cool. Answer. You're fine. Um, <laughs> no, um, how to win friends and influence people. Obviously, like that's definitely one book that like got me out of my comfort zone, helped me uh, talk to people, helped me figure out like um, like just how to be influ- like influential. It's like really I was I was saying. Um, and then also, you have like a favorite part in that book, a favorite uh, lesson. I love what what he says about like knowing like making sure that you know someone's name it's very 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 important to know know someone's name because that's the one thing that they own um it's a great book even one of them is just like listening it's so simple but it's so obvious yeah yeah Mm -hmm. for sure just listening and then also just being like super interested in what that person has to say because that that means something that something to that person so like just really really engaging and being like wow that's so interesting you know what i mean no like, totally um so so that <laughs> i didn't even mean that i, I, I was like no totally yeah. <laughs> um yeah exactly so i mean just engaging and making sure that you you give your undivided attention to everyone in the room and making sure that it's like you know it's so I love that. I love that book. I um, mean, also there's another one. It's kind of funny and very, very repetitive. And I can literally sum it up in like maybe a paragraph. But like it's called the five second rule. Mm. Have you guys heard of this one? No. Nope. Okay. So the five second rule, the idea is to anytime there's something that you think that you can't do or you want to do, then you count down from five, four, three, two, one. And then as soon as you're done, you do it. 
and what that does and it and it started with a lady that like she she was struggling with like addiction and like a few other things and like she was like in a failing marriage and like all sorts of weird stuff like that and she was going through a depression where she literally wasn't getting out of bed and she said one day I just counted down. I was like five, four, three, two, one. I jumped out of bed and immediately started doing things. And the more she started using that method, she noticed that like she could she was doing things. Mm. She was actually like doing these things that she always wanted to do. And what that does, mentally, you're blocking the 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 part of your brain that kind of like reasons. That kind of like is like no 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 I'm too afraid to do this I'm gonna back away and then and run away. You're you're blocking that and you're just counting down. So you're five four three two one and then you jump into it. You have no time to reason. You just that's jump cool. Yeah. How to win friends and influence cool. people is an important one actually. The more I think of it, mm-hmm. um, I mean obviously the five second rule too. Yeah. Cool. To, sorry no 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 no, cool, no, no that's that's great. I mean I think those two in combination yeah, do a lot. For sure. But I guess all I was saying is like earlier on the topic of like, yeah, you, we can do whatever we want. It's true, but it's only as true. Like we got to work with people at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you got to be, you don't have to be like popular. You just got to be like likable. Yeah. And I think a lot of it starts with like just being authentic. Like that's one of the, yeah. you know, just like don't fake who you are, but like, yeah, it, like it has like, there's, you know, it's like smile. Like it says the smile, like listen to what people have to say, like very simple stuff that really isn't that hard. But if you apply, like, you just become a better people person um because you know you don't want to like bottle in these ideas that you have totally that's interesting that five second rule that yeah Yeah, i was gonna say jake um yeah i'm an overthinker Uh i think a lot right and that like stops me from doing the things i want to do for sure so i think yeah by like applying the five second rule yeah that takes off the reasoning and i'll overthink less yeah and i'll just do what i wanted to do it's it's magic It, it, it really really is like I mean, especially when I, I mean, like I said, I came from like a really small town, like really didn't like have to do much, you know what I mean? But one day I was like, I'm going to move to LA, like I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, find what I want to do. And I literally applied the five second rule. I was like, all right, I'm going to go find this job here or something. Five, four, three, two, one, done. I'm going to talk to this person. I like that. You know what I mean? And like, I did it every single time. And you just don't give yourself any time to reason. Just make, you know what I mean? Like, just place it in your mind. Try it a few times. And it works every time. That's cool. I like that. Really that is. is interesting. Pretty, pretty You know, I think the last thing I want to talk about is that we didn't touch on is, you know, your parents. How do they mm. affect you? Um, were both parents there? Mm. Were your like, parents strict? You know, how was that? Um, yeah. So I grew up. Uh, in a very very strict um home uh and my dad was a missionary and uh my my mom did whatever he said to do basically you know so um he's a he's a great man uh he's got a great family now um but um i you know like i i never really i don't think i had that relationship with him um and so my mom was definitely the one <laughs> i'm fine <laughs> Uh, no, I, my mom was definitely the one that I confided in a, a ton. Um, we, uh, my parents divorced when I was 12 and then we moved to, uh, like that small town. Um, and I just really, really, uh, confided in her and I was with her at all times. And she, she instilled like a lot for me and she taught me how to be kind and she taught me how to, how to work and how to like, you know, do all those things. And then, um, 
then she met my stepdad who's amazing um like just an old like punk dude like, <laughs> like yeah like super blonde spiky hair and like taught me how to like punk music and read scary books and like you know go to haunted houses and cool stuff like that and so um i mean we talked about music all the time and like he like loosened my mom up a little bit and was like no he can totally do that like just let him do his thing you know like let him figure it out and like so i i I have a a very supportive family um even my my biological dad you know he's he's supportive of me um as well we might not have that relationship do you have any anger towards him do i um Dad, if you're listening to this, yeah, right. I, I don't. I don't think that I have anger towards him, mm. um, and it's important not to be angry, because as soon as you you build that anger up, it turns into bitterness, and bitterness rarely goes away. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so I don't have any anger towards him. I have a lot of confusion. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know why he did some of the things he did, and I don't even know if he knows. Um, and sometimes when I think about it, I'm kind of like. Um, yeah why like what (coughs) what's going on like why why did that happen and if he didn't do this then you know maybe i would have been a different way Mm. um so i i I definitely try not to think about it a lot but the more i i have like kind of like talked about it um and then kind of like reconciled with it like i've gotten a lot better from it Mm. feels cool yeah nice uh parents um yeah, I mean my my uh, my parents were together for like twelve years, I think, or not twelve years. Excuse me, until I was twelve, and then they got divorced. And it, like I kind of saw that like lead up, like the two years prior to that happening. You definitely, I definitely felt the tension, um, which is interesting, right? Like I always think about like what they saw in each other when they first met and how it kind of derailed, because. Um, ev- all relationships are kind of the same, whether it's romantic, professional, friendly, like it's communication. It's, you know, like I think even, you know, we, we like even every now and then like you'll kind of tell me like, or we'll kind of talk through stuff every night. It doesn't happen a lot, but we talk through stuff, which I think is healthy. But, um, yeah, they, they got divorced when I was like 12, but I, it didn't really affect me too much. I mean, like, I still kind of saw my dad on the weekends and like after school and stuff and I'd live with my mom Mm. and they're kind of like, they're like water and oil in my opinion. Like they, you can't put them together. Like you cannot, (laughs) like I, I, if I'm going to see my dad, I'll see my dad. If I'm going to see my mom, I'll see my mom. But like them together just like it isn't compatible, which is fine. Like some people just aren't compatible. Um, but yeah, they were all very supportive. My dad's like a, per, a very creative person. My mom is like very positive, and I think like I get a lot of qualities from both of them. Um, and they were always very supportive of like anything I wanted to do in high school. Which like, you know, I if parents don't give that to you, I'd hope that people can find people around them that can give that to them because I think it's super important that like when you're growing up and like if I was like I want to do acting, she my mom would put me in acting lessons. If I wanted to do guitar, she'd put me in guitar lessons, and she was always like, "Whatever you want to do, let me know and I can help you do that." So I think that definitely helped me a lot growing up. So you, you were close with both of them? Yeah, and I still am. Oh really? I still That's am. Good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So was your relationship ever strained? Not strict. Strained. Oh, strained. Um. Did you have any like fallout moments? fallout moments um (laughs) when i was in high school i was definitely very like i don't know like 
I, I love both my parents so much. And I think when you're away from them, you start to appreciate them. You, you start, I mean, you do appreciate them more, but also it's like, I would get silly. I would get, I mean, I would get mad about silly stuff in high school. Like my mom would pick me up late and I would like throw a fit and be like, I would be like so mad. Like you pick me up late. Like I was at school for like an, an hour and a half. Like <laughs> I want to be home. I want to be chilling. I'm here after school. Like this sucks. And I'd always, always, always get mad at her since I was like, cause I don't know. My mom would just run around, but you know, it's like, it, it kind of, it makes me a little emotional to be honest to think about, but like, um, I was thinking about this like two years ago and it really hit me, but it was just like, there's so much that our parents do behind the scenes that we don't even see, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you got to appreciate that because there's, there's what you see like, Oh, them cooking dinner and doing this. But like, if I think about it in hindsight and I think about the times when my mom would be up late working or, um, you know, like just like, yeah, she did so much to support us, you know, mm-hmm. so just lots to be thankful for. Yeah. Do you guys have anything? But yeah, sorry. Just so much like struggle that our parents have behind the scenes that we don't even see. And they're just like rocks for us. Right. Cause they're our parents. But anyway, that's it. What about you guys? Um, separate from parents, but when did you guys realize that like Flight House was bigger than you guys originally ex- expected? Um, I mean, we've always kind of had a vision for like where we thought it could go. But again, I feel like in the past six months, we've really been able to figure out our flow. But naturally, like on the topic of failure, even like any company is going to have to pivot every con- like if you look at where even like big companies right like uh almost every almost every company like if you look at amazon twitch even musically slash tiktok like they started off doing one thing and the way like in tech they say this a lot like someone will roll out an app right and they're like oh we want our app to be um like here's an example and i this is an example of a story like oh we want to create like a mobile gaming app and people start to like they, they're like, oh, yeah, like we want people to play this mobile game and then we'll make a messaging feature on the side. And then peop- they find out that the messaging feature becomes more popular than the gaming app. Then they're like, let's just turn this into a messaging app, right? So I've seen that story a lot where people have an intention doing one thing and then it turns into another. And with Flighthouse, um, it's the, the direction's always been the same. The execution has pivoted a lot. Yeah. Like we've always intended on being where we're at now. It's just the way we get there has always shifted. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, as soon as we noticed, like, what our influence was and, like, kind of what we what we wanted to be perceived as, and then also we found, like, our little niche, like, the thing that, like, really, really stuck, um, that's when we were kind of, like, this is a lot bigger than we knew. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we were, like, we could literally, we can change people's views, we can, like, help people socially, we can help people, like... You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. when things started really Just like growing. exploded, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. And it was, yeah, it's like, there's people that were like, oh, this is why I followed you guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, anytime we do those things, it's like sick. We're like, we we figured something out. So, feels good. Yeah. <laughs> feels good. Anyways, you guys got anything? Is that it? Do you have any questions? You guys got anything? I don't have any questions, but really, really quickly, I want, I want to just, like I said earlier, let's go around the room. Yeah. Let's talk about one thing that uh, energizes us. Okay. Cool. Um, for me, something that energizes me is doing thing, doing things that helps young adults. Um, things that like, because like I said earlier, we're out here like 
really we we have two two things that we can do we can either just mess up and be okay with that or we can try our hardest and like if there's any way that i can shape like the culture um then i i want to do that those things energize me so much mm-hmm. so um, cool. yeah if you guys need me hit me up <laughs> Got uh mine would probably be like just meeting cool new people and like learning what they do and uh just yeah because like what we do is obviously like cool in its own way but then there's other people that have like these other projects that are like really cool in their own way and i think just like connecting and and uh yeah just learning and being in like different environments mm-hmm. gives me a lot of energy well, I think something that energizes me is looking at how people started big things, like looking at success stories and reading from how humble the humble beginnings to like the huge success they yeah. have. I get energized from that. Totally. Um, for me, it's seeing other people happy, just realizing that you know they're in the moment. Why shouldn't I be? Yeah, I should just. Totally. Um, we should just be happy together. Yeah. And that's such a big part of it, too, is just, like, being present. Yeah. You know, it's exactly. so important. Not thinking too much about the future. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and I met someone the other day, and they were like, I was like, what did I say? I was like, "What's what are you excited for right now? And they were like, I don't really know. Like, I mean, we know what we're excited about, but, like, you can't really take a bet too much on what's going to happen. You got to just, like, just be present right now. That's, that's important. Yeah, and, like, making others peop- other people really happy is, like, a really, really big motivation. Mm. because sometimes when you're not happy you know you obviously feel those emotions but when you're there for them you just feel like the best person in the world yeah totally yeah you feel like the center of their attention yeah definitely um for me so it's doing the little things that can make other people's days cool yeah yeah Yeah, um, uh, the same thing goes for me like just helping people and trying to make everyone like the happiest as possible awesome Mm. so there's like a there's definitely like a theme right it's like it's like (laughs) doing something for others mm-hmm. i think that ultimately at the end of the day it's like we we're here for everybody we're meant to love we're meant to be everything that we can be for each other you know what i mean that's yeah. what it seems like yeah. mm-hmm. helping other people yeah, that's a huge sure. part of it that's so sick i love yeah. it yeah. um love all right it. well thank you jacob Jay. yeah dynamic duo um where do we find you guys uh, at Flight House on every platform. At Flight House on every platform. And then I'm uh, I'm Jacob Pace on Instagram. Yeah. Twitter. LinkedIn. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> MySpace. Uh, um, at Flight House. Always look for Flight House. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh at Jake A. Trevino. My last With name is T R E V I N O. At Jake A. Trevino. All right. Yeah. Well, Jake, Jacob Pace, and Jake Trevino. Thank you. Thank you so All much. All right. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Y'all are awesome. <laughs>